Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hello, loves. Welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. I have a very interesting guest today. And her name is Natalia Benson. She's a women's empowerment coach, modern mystic, and astrologer living in Los Angeles. Her mission is to see women empowered with their ability to create their own revenue streams running businesses that contribute the whole of humanity. So in this episode, Natalia and I will be discussing how to heal your money, the best ways to change your entire financial reality, what is your money energy depends on, five things we should let go to create the success we are born to create, main astrological events for 2021, what is 3D to 5D dimension that everyone is talking about, that they're transforming into, and so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, honey. I'm so glad to have you on my podcast. How are you today? Babe, thank you so much. I'm really honored to be here. I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being my guest. With your amazing background and everything you do, we would love to know more about you. So would you please tell our listeners about yourself? How did you become an astrologer? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, first and foremost, I'm born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, and I don't think anyone, including me or my parents, ever thought I was going to kind of create the the career path that I have. And I'm an astrologer. I consider myself a women's empowerment coach. 
I do a lot when it comes to self-confidence and money mentorship with women. And I also am a deep, deep lover of the mystical. I love mysticism. I love esoteric wisdom. And it's something that I love to bring into everything that I do in my work. And yeah, my background, just to keep it really short and sweet, as I mentioned, like nobody really ever thought this was going to be how things turned out. I was not raised to be interested in spiritual ideas. My grandparents were a bit spiritual, taught me how to meditate, things like this. But my parents were very, very focused on me building a career and creating a semblance of success and To be honest, when I got to about the age of 19, I felt extremely confused, lost. I felt like everything I'd been told about what life was supposed to be just felt really depressing and really out of alignment with what I truly wanted for myself. And I developed a drug addiction and out of that addiction, which I went pretty deep into for about a year and a half. Out of that, ironically, I I found spirituality. What I realized through having an addiction was all I was looking for was like depth and connection. And so instead, Instead of going within myself and kind of taking the disciplined route to get there, I instead had opted for substances and alcohol to give me a feeling that I wasn't getting from my life and from my purpose and my fulfillment. So my 20s really turned into me on a bit of a quest. I always had businesses. I started my first business when I was 19, but all the while having these businesses from jewelry designer to doing electronic music to being a social media coordinator, all of these different things. I always had a really strong spiritual practice and spiritual exploration. Maybe not the strongest practice. I definitely did my best to have a good practice, but all the while in my 20s, I was just deeply spiritually curious and still very fascinated in how to create success from a vantage point that felt authentic to me versus kind of what everybody told me success was supposed to be. So fast forward, I'm about to turn 34 and I'm just fucking loving life. I'm so grateful. I mean, 10 years ago is when I essentially had an addiction. I was about 23 years old and to be where I am now a decade later and just thriving and in a beautiful relationship with an incredibly successful business that feels fulfilling is just pretty incredible. So that, that's the short version of my story. Wow, I totally feel you. I admire you. Plus, you have to be so strong to have a lot of courage to go through such a challenge and then come out of it with such a success. Yeah, thank you so much. I I like to share my story and I I do share a lot of my past with my audience and my community because I just want anyone to know that you can change. Like if there is a dark patch in your life or what feels like a dark chapter, it's really there to help you grow. It's there to help you discover who you actually are. It's not there to take the wind out of your sails. So that's something I'm like very, very passionate about sharing. Yeah, it's like sometimes when you feel, I mean, I went that route too. I mean, I didn't have addiction, but I've had like when no one can really help me but myself as far as like anxiety, panic attacks and all that. And I mean, I'm absolutely healthy. When I go to doctor, they say, what are you doing here? Go away. And But still, I had this feeling that no one can help me, but I'm so intuitive. 
and it took me some time and it, I'm still in the process to figuring myself out and figuring out how to like ground myself and how to connect because like that's the most important but it's a challenging but no one yes. can teach you that really but you just have to learn it on your own Yeah, and that's that's the power. So as I mentioned, being like an empowerment coach, it's it's empowerment is like I don't tell you what to do or give you a roadmap. I give you tools that have empowered me to empower yourself and then you create your own roadmap to your own semblance of liberation and fulfillment. And because it doesn't feel good when someone else does it for you, nor can they, like you said. And when you know that you can move yourself out of a really dark or deeply challenging space of your life, it just fills you with this knowing that you can do anything. And I think that's also really important in, in business and entrepreneurship is having resilience and knowing that no matter what occurs, like you are there to grow and learn. So. I agree. Like resilience is like number one. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And in your opinion, how do you heal money, money, energy, money? Yeah. One of my favorite topics, because all the while for me, I, I learned how to like monetize and create businesses starting at 19, but I was never successful. I had, I made money. I could pay my rent. I could pay my bills. But I was always living on the edge. And for me, what I discovered was, oh my God, there are, I got very fascinated in like how money works. Like what is money? Like not just what I'm told money is, but what does money feel like to me? What does money mean to me? And throughout my 20s, one of the most powerful parts of my spiritual journey was doing kundalini yoga and really starting to learn about prosperity and prosperity consciousness and really seeing money as an energy and beginning to witness everything as energy. And then when I started to read about wealth and building wealth and And getting out of deep challenge with money, everything that I started finding was all around the subconscious mind. So essentially like a big thing, like, so whatever is occurring in your financial life, whether it is you, you're experiencing a lot of debt or you have an issue with emotional spending, or you just don't feel like you are earning what you would love to earn or that, you know, you're capable of learning all. So here's, what's really exciting is you're actually getting a front row seat to your subconscious programs. And so what you can do that's just pretty magnificent is you can rework the subconscious and begin to relate to money in a new way. And I have something that I like to call money magic. And really all money magic is, it's really just coming to understand that there is so much power inside of you. There is so much magic, so much energy inside of you. And when you get in touch with that, there is no end to what you can create, whether it's with money, your career and your purpose, your love life. And so that's a big base of my work. And what I love sharing is when you are willing to do, as you mentioned, babe, like that inner work and kind of going to do, to focus on yourself, it is not easy. And that's why I think so many people avoid it, but 
that as one of my teachers, uh, Nikki says, she says, that's the treasure trove. Like when you go within and you get to know what's in your subconscious mind, as well as all of the remarkable power that you have within yourself, you can create change. And I'm a, I'm an absolute example of that. And that's why I love to share my past because I think what social media can do is we see someone and it looks like maybe they have some semblance of success or love or whatever. And we just automatically make the assumption that that's always been their life, but there's a law in the universe. So there's laws in the universe. The law of attraction is one that's very popular, but there's 12 immutable laws in the universe. And one of the laws, it's a, it's a mouthful, but it's called the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. And essentially what that law means, and we're all governed by it, just like we all are governed by the law of gravity. But what that universal law means is essentially that everybody has problems. Everyone experiences problems and pain and challenge in this life. But the deeper question is, what do you do with that? Do you see it as something that's there to take you out? Or do you see it as something that's there to make you great? And so when it comes to money, it's a very emotional topic. It is absolutely something that can be very taboo to talk about, but I don't think it should be. I think it really is something that we, especially as women, I'm, I'm very passionate about transparency. And if something feels off or painful for you in your financial reality, it's time to acknowledge it because the only time with money that it stays in a wounded paradigm or in a painful paradigm is just very simply when you're avoiding it, because when you're willing to look at it and acknowledge it, you can change it. You can change absolutely anything. So that's something I really, really like to share around money. And I hope I answered your question, babe. Oh, yeah, totally. I believe that money is energy and it's yeah. actually on our subconscious level. And sometimes it's the hardest part. Like when we know we can do something about it, but we don't know how. And we know that it depends on us, but then still like it's kind of like the cycle sometimes. Yes, yes. <laughs> the habits are rooted in your subconscious and like for me personally, this is something I just started talking about, but I used to have a horrible overspending problem. And that's why essentially, even in my twenties, even though I knew how to monetize, I had businesses, I was making money, but my spending was so rooted in this very, very unhealthy subconscious pattern, which as I started to work on myself, when I really made financial goals that got me out of my comfort zone, I had to essentially look at where is this coming from? And ironically, I had a memory of when I was probably about six or seven or eight years old. And my mom, we went to some store and my mom wouldn't let me buy anything. And I love clothes. I've loved clothes since I was little. I've loved expressing myself. And I remember she wouldn't let me buy anything. And I fucking lost my mind. Sorry. I hope, I hope I can cuss on here, but I like lost it in the Okay. I like lost it in the parking lot. And it's really weird because when I started to work on my money issues, I, I had that memory and it was like, it surfaced. And I was like, holy shit, that is like this stemming of where as an adult, it was like my inner child, that eight-year-old version of me where my mom said no to me, like was running rampant. And so that's something 
Like I have a course that I just released called Heal Your Money. And the first step is all around emotional healing. And so often what happens when we're willing to look at those emotional roots is then we see, oh my God, I have this memory whether it's rooted in this life or another life, because I'm, I'm very into past life work as well, but mostly everything we can find in our early life. And whether that's the modeling of we have great money habits, or we were surrounded by people, parents, culture, or surroundings that had really healthy money relationships, or the latter where we experienced a lot of constriction or nose or whatever that we label as essentially not a doctor and not a psychologist, but from just what I've learned and being very passionate about this subject, what our subconscious essentially labels as some form of trauma. And it could be a very deep degree where you've grown up and it's always been chaos in your household, or you've grown up in poverty of some kind or some capacity, or to just your mom, like in my instance, my mom saying no, or my mom and dad God bless them. They're freaking wonderful people, but their money paradigm is very different from mine. And so I also want people to know that that's okay. Like where you've been is not where you're going unless you only focus or you're not willing to look at what is sort of emotionally burdening you from your past, from your childhood, because so often all of that gets stored in the subconscious because the subconscious is essentially developing from when we're in utero to seven to eight years old. And someone's work that I love and that I've learned a lot about the subconscious mind and how it pertains to money has been both Dr. Bruce Lipton as well as Dr. Joe Dispenza. And so I would definitely say for anyone who's like, wow, wow, this is really turning something on within me. I, I want to know more about this. I absolutely suggest Dr. Bruce Lipton, especially phenomenal work around subconscious programming and our old subconscious stories and where they originate from when we're young and just how they can really set us free, especially when it comes to our money. Yeah, I totally agree with you. In your opinion, what's the best way to change your entire financial reality? Yeah, so there's a couple of things that I suggest. So first things first, and I'll I'll speak about this from my Heal Your Money course. It's essentially five steps to financial sovereignty, and I'll share them with you guys. And you're welcome to, to take these tools and really run with them. So first things first is getting to the emotional root around your money. So you cannot heal what you will not acknowledge. That's the same as if we had a wound on our arm, if we're unwilling to admit that there's a wound on our arm and it just continues to fester, well, that's a huge problem. So the same as with our emotions, the same as with our emotional ties and emotional burdens around our money. So first feel the emotions. Like for me, my dominant emotions around money used to be guilt, shame, anxiety, and stress, and maybe even sadness. So really honoring the emotions, because here's the powerful thing about emotions. Once you're willing to feel them, they heal. That's something I talk about a lot. Like you feel to heal. I didn't make that up, but it's a good little ditty that you can bring in with your money and with, with really shifting your focus and honoring your money. Second thing would be subconscious reprogramming. I think there's a lot of misconceptions around hypnosis and subconscious reprogramming. But the truth is hypnosis is a natural state. It's something that we go into every single day. When you're scrolling your Instagram or anything, you are actually in a hypnotic state, which means you are very impressionable. And every single night before you go to sleep and every single morning that you wake up, you are coming out of a theta state 
And theta state is essentially where your brain, your brain waves from zero to eight were in a theta state, meaning that you are incredibly impressionable. Every, you just take everything as absolute truth. So something about subconscious reprogramming that I find phenomenal and reprogramming sounds weird, but there's, I'm not sure of a better term for it, but you really are like reprogramming, rebooting like a hard drive. And so every night when you go to sleep, something that I love to do, and I've done it for the last couple of years, as I really started to shift my relationship to wealth and my wealth frequency is every single night I do hypnosis. So there's amazing apps all over your phone. I do say be careful with things on YouTube because you don't know the subliminals that people add to their free content. So I would say always make sure to read reviews and you can find stuff from professional hypnotherapists and as well as great apps. One of my favorite apps is called Chakra Rebalancing. And they have amazing hypnosis all around confidence, financial success, saving money, like saving money and being someone that saves money is a subconscious habit. And it's a really good one to be able to cultivate because you can still have fun with your money, but it's really important. Like in my instance, like I mentioned about the overspending, I had to get to the subconscious root, why I was doing that and where it was coming from and then reboot and reprogram the system. And then last things I'll just kind of encapsulate in terms of how to really heal and shift your money is to take action. So one of my favorite things that I am deeply passionate about teaching is all around money management. So I essentially developed my own system that works off of your online banking. And it sounds crazy. Whenever I first tell people about it, they're always like, are you serious? You want me to have six bank accounts? Even my bankers, they're just like, why do you have so many accounts? But number one, whenever you're banking, you're a customer. And I like to go with that audit that the customer is always right. That's something that I be respectful of my clients and my customers and my business. Well, it's the same for you with your bank. So if there's something that you can do to create financial clarity and financial empowerment, then you get to do that. And if the bank you're working with doesn't allow it, then go to another bank. I know it can be a little bit of a headache, but just you've got to do what's best for you and what's best for your finances and your financial legacy. A great author who really goes into this is named Ramit Sethi. He has a book called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. It's one of my favorites. And so I'm channeling a little bit of him in this, but with, so the last thing I'll really touch on, take action and manage your money. And so the system that I teach is essentially you have one specific deposits account where all of your deposits go into, whether it's from a job, from your business, gifts you receive, whatever, all of that money goes into a deposits account. And then from there, based on your financial goals and your reality, whatever's going on in your life, and I'll explain what I mean by that in a moment, you have specific accounts. So if you know you're someone where you really want to pay off debt, then you have a debt freedom account. If you know that you have a lot of, let's say like necessary bills, like your mortgage, your rent, your day-to-day -day living, depending on where you live. Like when I lived in Los Angeles, my necessities account, my percentage that I allocated to that was so much higher because my cost of living was so much 
higher than it is now. And now what's been amazing about me moving is I'm able to put aside 20 to 25% of everything that I make. And it goes into an, an investments account and it goes into like a big purchases and future wealth account. So I don't want to sound too, like this is too complex to explain, but just very, very simply, my loves, it's really just about taking action incorporating some form of money management. You are welcome to, I have a free training on YouTube, which I'm happy to send to you. And you can learn a bit about a money management system, especially if you feel like a bit out of control with your money, even if you're making great money, but you feel like you don't feel clear about it, having some sort of system and making it fun and making it really circumvent around your goals and your dreams for your life is a great way to stick with a financial plan that you have for yourself and really hit your goals. Wow, this is very interesting concept. I love how you explained <laughs> it. And I love how you said it, you have to feel it to heal it. That's like golden. <laughs> Yeah, this is one of my favorite things. I don't remember where I heard that, but it's powerful and it's important. I think a lot of times the reason we stay stuck in looping patterns, whether it's with money or love or a career, is just because we're not willing to feel what we actually feel and then allow that energetic feedback we're getting to actually help us make changes. So yeah, yeah totally. What do you think? Five things we should let go to create the success we are born to create. I love this. I feel like this maybe was a little inspired by something I just posted. So I want to make sure I remember everything um, that I mentioned in that because, well, first and foremost, to step into your success, you've got to take full accountability. So one of my favorite books is by Jack Canfield. He wrote all the chicken soup for the soul books, and he has an amazing book called The Success Principles. And the first thing that he talks about in there is like, you have to be willing, if you want to create success in your life, any semblance of success, whether it's in your relationships, your finances, your health, you've got to take full 100% accountability for your life. And that can be a tough one to swallow just because you guys, we all, we all experience there are so like, I, of course, am speaking from my lived experience and my limited perspective on the world and sharing whatever can help. But the truth is, or whatever I feel can help. But the truth is we are all here in a myriad of infinite opportunities for experiences. We are all here having our own unique perspective on what existence is. And so with that being said, there are things that happen in our lives where we're like, well, why do, why does that have anything to do with me? Why should I take any accountability for that? But the truth is no matter what it's been, you got to be willing I, and this is very vulnerable, vulnerable for me to admit, but I was sexually abused when I was six. And as I've gotten older, although I don't, the forgiveness that I've um, allowed to the situation is only to set me free. And at this point, because I'm with me every single day, I've had to, not had to, but really chosen to take on the daily practice of forgiveness and of creating joy in my life, regardless of what's happened in my past. And so I just want to say, when I say take accountability for your life, it's not to bypass that you perhaps have experienced things where you're like, how do I take accountability for that? Or how do I forgive for that? Because I understand what that conversation is like. But when it comes to your own happiness, your own success, your own joy, you have to be willing to take 
complete responsibility of your emotional well-being on a daily basis. And so ironically for me, when I really started to study success principles, I actually went to a Tony Robbins event called Business Mastery. And it was actually there that I had this very intense breakthrough that reminded me that I had to heal and let go and forgive what happened when I was six years old. It was actually holding me back from really stepping into my ultimate expression of peace, health, wealth, success. So everyone's journey is unique, but that's been a big thing for me. Second thing I would suggest is also we have to let go of blame. That can be a tough one for many of us. (laughs) Definitely has been a big one for me in my life. How can we just take, like, I love Jocko Willink. He talks about like, I, I don't know if these are his exact words, but just like radical, like accountability, radical, like this is no matter what it's on me. He is very powerful speaking to leaders, but I believe that we are all the leaders of our own lives. We are all the leaders of our own powerful, beautiful experience. But as long as we're in blame or when we're focused on what someone did or didn't do, we are handing all of our power to somebody else. Another big part of cultivating success is really stepping out of making assumptions. The truth is you will never know someone's story unless they sit down, hand you a cup of tea and talk to you for like a day. I don't know however long it takes them to share their story. And even then there will be loopholes. So the truth is like, I talk about this often. We have to let go. This has been a big practice for me because I've been active on social media for a really long time, but we have to let go of assuming that we know people's story, that we're, that, that we know their money, that we know their success. We cannot know unless someone shares it with us. And even then we still don't know the full story. And the reason I bring this up is because I think that when it comes to building success and when you do have an achiever type personality, it can be so easy to compare yourself to other people and compare yourself to other people's perceived success. And that is just, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. It's like, that's again, not my quote, something I I live by, but it's just like when we are comparing ourselves to what we assume about someone else's life, we just really take all the wind out of our sails. And when it comes to building success, the truth is like we mentioned resilience and you have to cultivate ways to guard your mind and to be really emotionally, spiritually, and energetically resilient. And so one of those things is to really have healthy, a healthy relationship with social media and a healthy relationship with, you know, getting out of the comparison trap. I love how you explained it. Yeah. And it's totally comparison, of course, kills all the vibe. And when we compare ourselves to social media, the strangers on social media, of course, we make ourselves Uh, more. Yeah, I totally. I I speak to it because, because I know it and I've done it a million times. Last thing, babe, I'd love to mention about like ways to cultivate success is to trust and be patient. I just, I always like to talk about that because it's something I used to be so horrible at. And when we are willing to be patient and trust, whether you call it the universe, God, creation, whatever your word is, there is something that there is some sort of divinity in this existence. And so cultivating a relationship to that 
is really, really powerful and it helps you on your path just to really surrender to the process. That's a constant, constant practice for me. I wanted to make sure I added that in. Yeah, that's the best. I'm like always impatient, but I'm working on it. (laughs) I always been like, I want it right here, right now. (laughs) Yes, me too. I understand. And that's, God, that's what actually, what's your sign? I am Libra, but I'm also very intuitive. And the more, like, you know, the older I get, the more intuitive I get. And I'm kind of like really looking for some guru or someone who can really guide me through because I have some feelings I can't explain. For example, I've had crazy feeling that I had I mean I was really scared for someone jumping out of the window and I had it a month ago and it was so crazy like that feeling was scaring me for so long I was like why do I have this fear why do I have this it's not my fear and then recently like last week my mom's friend jumped out the window she committed suicide Oh my God, that gives me chills. Feeling that for a whole month and I was terrified from that feeling. I didn't know why and where it's coming from. And after when it happened, I was like, well, now I know why I had this feeling. But so I pick up emotions of other people, but I don't know what to do with it and how and what. So that was like kind of a little bit scary for me. Yeah, babe. I mean, the truth is everyone is psychic and intuitive. It just depends how open you are to it. But we all, like I always like to say, like, so in the natal chart, we all have a Neptune and Neptune is a placement you can look at in an astrological natal chart and see how you are connected to your intuition and your psychic ability. And so for you, that's, that's really powerful. And you're likely an empath, especially if you feel like you really pick up on other people's emotions and you have really strong, even like emotional reactions to certain people or places that's typically associated with having like a high level of empathy. And when it comes to having like really strong intuition and even like premonitions, something that I always like to suggest is just to really have like a strong practice every single morning. So whether it's meditation, I'm like very hugely into Kundalini yoga just because it's so good for your aura. So I'm sure everyone has seen like, I don't know, like on the internet or heard about it in movies or whatever, but the auric field where it's kind of like that light and that kind of rainbow looking thing. But that is a true thing. Like when we're measured with I'm not, a, I'm not a scientist, but like when we're measured with like electromagnetic frequencies or whatever, we actually have frequency like coming off of our body. Like I think up to six to nine feet away from us. And something I love about Kundalini is that it really helps to strengthen the auric field, which can be really, really helpful if you are deeply empathic or you have very strong intuition or even psychic ability, having like a strong aura and feeling really grounded in yourself and in your body, in your emotional body is really helpful for stuff like that. So yeah, that's really powerful, babe. And I'm sorry you experienced that because that is, and and bless your mom's friends that she 
yeah, felt that there was nothing else she could do other than perhaps take her own life. A lot of people I think have been feeling very hopeless. And that's why I feel so strongly about the work that I do and the work of my teachers, my mentors, many of my friends, because we have to know that there's there's a way out of our suffering. And, yeah. and in my opinion, it can also come through being connected to our heart and our soul. And I think a lot of us have forgotten that connection. I agree. Yeah, she was in other countries. She was in Ukraine, like where I'm originally from, but still mm-hmm. glad it was just so weird that I had that feeling. And then yeah, it you happened. felt it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's so powerful. Yeah. My family is Ukrainian as well. My oh, really? my family. Yeah. From Odessa, like all of my family. Wow. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> it's really cool. I love it. Yeah. And going to the 2021, what are your main astrological events, like astrological predictions for 2021 events? Like 2020 was so full of events, but yeah, but it's easier. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. 2020 was so exhausting astrologically. I haven't even looked at the astrology of 2021. Like I'm, I'm actually not, uh, I actually don't do a lot of predictive work as an astrologer. I'm more focused on natal chart astrology just because it really returns people to their power, to their self-awareness and helps them have a strong internal basis when stuff like 2020 comes up. But what I will say about 2021 is there's a, well, there's a couple of things and, and I also deem it very powerful and really marks the time that we're moving into. So first and foremost, something to know about 2020 from an astrological perspective is very, very simply that at the beginning of the year, we had a major conjunction with Pluto. And so Pluto to Western astrology is all about death and transformation, but not so much physical death, death when it death for what is no longer useful. Like we all know that when we go through challenge or any challenges that we've been through in our lives, there's a part of us that dies. There's a part of us that maybe wasn't informed and we can't take it with us into a new level of energy or a new level of our lives. So Pluto is a very intense planet and it has a very intense resonance. And really what made 2020, part of what made 2020 what it was from an astrological perspective was this constant conjunction with Pluto various times of the year. As we move into 2021, we've got everything moving away from Pluto and starting to kind of spread more around the Zodiac, which is kind of nice because it evens the energy. But what we have right now and a lot of the energy that we'll be working with this year and moving forward is all of this Aquarian energy. So what does that mean? And I know I say energy a lot, but I'm very woo-woo. So I say like, when I don't know what to call something, I'm like, it's energy. I don't really know what to call it. And I just love saying that word. But essentially, when we look, when we come to understand Aquarian energy, so Aquarius as an archetype is all about progress, evolution, human connection, humanity. So I think what we saw in 2020 was so many of the imbalances, everything from racial injustice with George Floyd to the imbalance in our healthcare system when we got started with the pandemic and quarantine and all of this stuff came to light. And essentially, as we move into this year and beyond, now we get to see what are ways 
that we can come together and remedy instead of seeing ourselves as separate or doing things for the sake of soul for profit only. How can we use the powerful intellect that we have been given the, the powerful brains that we have. And remember this, the Aquarian, and for all my Aquarians out there listening, but the Aquarian zodiac symbol is the water bearer. So it's literally like a man or a woman, human, a being holding this massive jug of water and the water pouring out. We'll think of it this way. Water is the life-giving source. Like if we don't have water, if we didn't have water on the planet, we, we didn't have water to drink, we would not be able to exist. We can go for a while without food, but we cannot exist without water. And so from the esoteric perspective, water has everything to do with soul, with emotions, with feelings. And so what I feel that we're moving into as we move into this Aquarian era is really using our intellect, but also honoring our feelings. Aquarian isn't essentially associated with an emotional sign, but it is holding the jug of water. It's holding and pouring out the water. And so with this being said, as we move into 2021 and beyond, how can we be more in tune with our own intelligence and keep that intelligence tuned in with emotional intelligence, because so much of why the world has come to the place that it has and why we find ourselves where we are, whether in our lives or in the collective, is very simply that we have forgotten about the power of emotional wisdom, and we've forgotten about how important it is that we care for each other. You can still have your goals and the things that you want for your life, but also remember that you are here. You're not here by yourself. Like You're here in a web of humanity and what we do to the web on one part of the web affects the whole of the web. So as we continue, that's going to be a very, very powerful precedence, a very powerful energy that takes precedent is remembering that we are connected and that we do have to take care of one another as well as ourselves. So we also have quite a few squares. So we have a square between Saturn and Uranus that is pretty powerful and can be a bit challenging. And it'll really be what is the status quo? What is the challenge or the discrepancy between the status quo versus humanity's need to evolve? So that might be a little bit potent. I don't remember the dates for that, but it'll happen a couple of times. And you guys, by the way, this is something I teach. I'm very, I'm very adamant about sharing is that never use astrology against yourself. The, the planets have no power over you. We are in a free will zone. You have free will, but the planets do show us where we have propensity to grow or where we have gotten stuck and where it's time to evolve and make changes. So that is essentially how I teach astrology. That is a very big, what I see like a very progressive take on astrology as that it's not what the planets or these aspects are doing to us. It's the way we're living through them and choosing to grow. Because if the moon can affect the tides, well, then why would it be that and the sun gives us life? Why would it be that every other planet in the solar system and even in our universe, how would it be that that somehow doesn't affect us? Our bodies are 70% of water. So with that being said, the, the planets and the planetary shifts they beckon us to evolve. They beckon us to grow. They beckon us to be aware, but they do not 
they're not out to get you. I think all of the Mercury retrogrades this year are in air signs. I've been feeling very strongly because air, what air represents in astrology is the intellect, the mind, the way we think, our meditative practices, all of the things. And so when we have Mercury retrogrades, essentially what it can be is like an excess of mental energy or an excess of just like chaotic energy. Because think about air when there's too much air. Think about when you're in an airplane. If you opened the door or the window, you'd get sucked out. It's freaking turbulence. If there's excess of air, we have a hurricane or a tornado. So when there's an excess of air, there's too much thinking, too much chaotic energy. And so what we really have to do when we move through Mercury retrogrades is not flip out and post all the memes and hide under our bed. What we've got to do is find ways to ground ourselves, hydrate, stay connected to your body, get your bare feet on the earth, do some things that reconnect you to nature if you have access. So that's what I would offer for this year. And something that we will really have to continue to be mindful of, we have the the nodes, they're known as the nodes of fate in Western astrology. And what they speak to is sort of like our destiny points and where we're moving, where we're moving towards and what we're moving away from. And something that I've heard often in many mundane astrologers speaking about the nodes and the nodal journey through the sign of Gemini and Sagittarius is we have to be conscientious of misinformation. We have to double check our sources. We have to check in with how does something feel to me? Instead of, oh, I see it in the media or someone told me I'm going to take it as truth. We really have to be mindful of misinformation and also make decisions for ourselves based on the information that we excavate and also how that information lands for us and what is true for us. So that would be a not so it. basic astrology report. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I totally been feeling Mercury retrograde, even though it's in my birth chart. It's always yes. in retrograde. But this one, as far as air and, and you said it, I totally been feeling like a lot of air. And God, me too. Yeah. Me too, babe. I feel you. It's been kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah. And also everyone is so into like 3D moving to 5D dimension right now. What do you think about mm. it? I love it. It's so funny. I actually recorded the intro for for my podcast this morning and I was like, I know y'all are talking about 3D and 5D. To be honest, I don't know a lot about it. I haven't like studied much on it, but I will say from what I do understand about it intuitively and from what just I feel that we are moving through as a collective and as a humanity, you know, we are evolving right now. And so from what I understand about the conversation from 3D to 5D is that we are shifting consciousness. We are remembering that we are more than just, let's say, our mind and our body. We are also remembering that we have a connection to our soul, to our hearts, to something way bigger than us. And I think when we start to make, as we're making the shift, and it's inevitable, and this is a much, much deeper conversation to get into for sure, because what I feel it brings into conversation is a lot of very esoteric concepts about how we are evolving as a humanity and what is sort of what's on the line for us and how important it is to continue to spiritually evolve, because we are not just our minds and our bodies. We are not just 
just the, like, that's only two parts of the story. We also have a soul. We have an anima. We have something that animates us. And so from what I understand, as we move into 5D consciousness, it is about remembering the whole being, not just, oh, I'm my mind. I'm my left brain. I've got a force. I've got to try. I've got to push. And remembering that when you're connected to yourself, to your heart, to your version of creation or the universe that you have inexhaustible power and that it's it's actually very magical. I think when we're living solely what I from what I understand when we're living in the 3D, it's kind of being in that space of like what you can see, you can feel, you can touch, it's real. But when you start to shift into higher states of consciousness, you see that there are subtle realms, there's subtle energy and there's subtleties about you that are miraculous and you are miraculous and you have manifestation capacity. You have the ability to to create change in your life and in the lives of others. So stop believing that you are inadequate. Stop believing that you're not enough. Stop believing that just everything that you can see and touch is real. Like your imagination is one of the most powerful tools that you have. And you something that I'm very passionate about in my work is creative visualization and really seeing that when you focus, close your eyes for a moment and really see your life as you want it to be, you like that is a significant action that you just took. But the thing is, is most of us, we live, let's say in that 3D paradigm or that kind of mind body paradigm where, oh, this is what everyone tells me I am, or this is what everybody says life is. So that's it. And that's not true. It's just very simply not true. There's so much more. And when you get in touch with who you truly are, which is why I love astrology, I love natal chart astrology specifically, which is based on your time, date, and place of birth. When you know yourself, your challenges, and your strengths, you are unstoppable. And you can see that and get in touch. What I'd like to suggest to anyone listening is to get in touch with your desires, like get in touch with what you actually want, and then have a meditation and a visualization practice every single day. And what I always like to offer as well is vision what you would love for yourself and for your family, but then also vision what you'd love to see around you. Visualize a world that you'd love to see because guess what if we're only focused on ourselves and we forget that we're connected well who cares if you're getting everything you want if everybody else is just getting absolutely shammed and i just believe that this simple practice of creative visualization especially if you have the privilege of time to yourself And that can even just be time in your car. You can visualize any time. And if you have a moment to visualize for yourself, also witness and visualize a world that you want to see and a world that you want to be in. That's important because that's what I feel, especially from the astrological perspective, that's a lot of what is going to be a focus as we move in to the Aquarian age and to all of this Aquarian energy and this air energy. It's really going to be remembering that the power of our mind, the power of our thinking, the power of our vision, the power of our meditation, the power of our connectivity to one another through messaging, communication, all of the things. It's just, it cannot be ignored any longer. And it should be used, in my opinion, from a space of of awareness and love and connection. And yeah. yeah. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. And also you provide different services right you have different courses could you please tell us more about it 
Oh yeah, for sure. So I, yeah, I have a lot of courses, everything from money to relationships, to manifesting everything. Like I've really realized throughout my, my years that I love, I love discovering how to make life better and how to live in a way that feels true and authentic. So my courses are really based on that. Everything that I've done to create my life up to this point, I have a coaching certification. I'm very passionate about coaching and mentorship. I essentially train uh, 25 a year on how to be empowerment coaches and mentors and build a conscious, a successful business. And then I also myself do business coaching and I love working with conscious business owners who know that through participation in the economy, in commerce, that they also want to create change and impact at a big level. So those are a couple of things you can find me at. I'm very active on Instagram, just at Natalia underscore Benson. I love Clubhouse. I'm on there as well, just at Natalia underscore Benson. And my website is just nataliabenson.com. Thank you so much, Natalia. You're such Thank a beautiful you. soul. Thank you so much for being my yeah, guest. Yeah. You're so amazing. Thank you. I'm so honored that I got to have this time with you. Thank you for letting me share what I know. Yeah, thank you so much. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe. No minimum balance requirements and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. That's chime.com slash goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.